In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome (laughs) (laughs) to to another episode. (laughs) Welcome to Edutech Guys, uh, radio.edutechguys.com. I'm one of your hosts, David Henderson. And I'm your other host, Greg Moore, and Jeff is, once again, absent. He is. I have never been absent at the start of a show before. I demand that we (laughs) revoke Jeff's Edutech Guy card. That's right. That's right. We're taking the card away. Uh, Edutech Guys Radio is brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both in Hope, Arkansas, and we also want to thank CDWG for providing some of the equipment that we usually use on the show. We're, we're not today, but we want to thank them anyway. That's what we do. So, there it is. <laughs> um, all right. We're we're waiting for Jeff to arrive, but since he's not here, we're going to talk about him. <laughs> no, no. Um, one of the things that uh, I just want to throw out real quick, or maybe not so quick, we'll see. Um, out real slow. Real slow. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what I want to talk about, uh, that was almost Christopher Walken. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> um, earlier this week, uh, I went up to one of our uh, local school districts, and uh, they've got a student who has been out of school for quite a while, I I want to say most of the school year, I would I would guess. Mm. Uh, I, I think that, that that's got to be it's got to be it's, it's got to be. <laughs> um, but uh, no, she uh, she was uh, diagnosed with a disease, and uh, she's been out. Uh, in fact, she's been hospitalized for most of, most of uh, well, I think all of last semester and, and much of this one, mm. um, and. Uh, but um, she has taken a turn for the better, and so now she's taking some treatments. Um, she's still homebound, um, and they have. Uh, they she's finally got to a point where um, they she's she's able to do her schoolwork, so she's getting caught up with that. Um, and uh, she, like I said, she's homebound and hospital bound. In that, when she goes to the hospital for treatments, um, she has to stay. I think it's overnight or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how that works. However, I'm saying all of this to say this. Um, <laughs> earlier this week, uh, I took our telepresence robot, our double robotics robot, double robotics, uh, up to the high school and let their principal um, essentially test drive it, ah. play with it, drive it around. Right. Um, and so, uh, as you can, as you might imagine, uh, it was met with um, 
mixed reviews from the <laughs> student body oh. as this thing was traipsing around the hallways. And, <laughs> Everything um, from, that's awesome, to see if it'll tip over. Uh, that's, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, in fact, um, I can't remember exact the exact conversation, but uh, one of the conversations, uh, what, what we did, let me back up before I get too far ahead. Um, what we did was uh, the principal was driving and I was walking along beside just, to make sure students weren't going to mess with it, right, and, exactly, and and to let her know, hey, there's you know, uh, the, there's a pen on the floor, or right, there's exactly. a corner coming up, or right, yeah. straighten yourself out, or right. you know, whatever. Not 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 her, the, right, the yeah. robot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> straighten yourself out. Yeah, let me let me clarify. <laughs> um, but um, so as 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 we're going through, and when we're down a different hallway from where the principal is, and one of the students does say something along the lines of, oh, man, I just knocked that thing over to the ground. And I said, $2,500 and I'll let you. <laughs> and he was like, what? I said, yeah, $2,500 is what it cost. Oh. And uh, at that point, um, it was really weird. Uh, at that point, some of the kids that were kind of horsing around, you know, in and you know, right, kind exactly. of near it, I mean, instantly stopped. They're like, what? Perimeter established. So today, and I was not there for this, unfortunately. I wish I could have been. Um, but today, they were going to actually do the first test run with the student. Ah. Um, principal, the principal's plan was to um, take the robot and, and carry it to the cafeteria rather than have it driven over there. Right. But just carry it over to the cafeteria and, and plunk it down with the students' friends and right. let them interact and have lunch you together. you got to make sure that robot eats. I mean, if it I, does, it, it's, it's skinny. Just, have you seen the thing? I have. It's, it's just a beanpole. It is just, thinner than you. I, that's, it, that's saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. That's right. Didn't think yeah. it was physically possible. I, we, that is an animal. We, we have got to. It, it is. It is very... <laughs> Very anemic. We, we've got to put some meat on its bones. So, uh, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think there was talk of uh, putting some clothes on it as well. You know, hang, <laughs> hanging a T-shirt from it. You know, so yes. it didn't look like this naked, skinny stick roaming around the, <laughs> a stick the with district. Two wheels. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. So, uh, but the, but it was it was very cool. Interesting. Um, the, the 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 principal absolutely loved it. She <laughs> she was enthralled completely. Um, in fact, I think she said something about um, doing her classroom walkthroughs. She's, she's like, can, can I use this to do my observations? <laughs> I don't that's think great. technically you can. That would be a classroom roll-through. A roll-through, that that's a right. It's not a walk-through, it's, it's a roll-through. They see me rolling. <laughs> looks like Jeff so, requires Jeff Paha. access oh, to the... Uh, Jeff is locked out. I, I forgot that... Um, uh, see, when we do the radio show here, uh, we are doing it actually live from Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, and we close, the office closes, at the time that the radio show starts. So, if you're late, like Mr. Madlock, then you get locked out. That's how it works. That's, that, that's how, that is how this works. So, anyway, <laughs> that's exactly how this works. So, anyhow, we... Uh, Jeff, uh, Greg had to go run a rescue mission to uh, get Jeff he was dangling from the, the cliff building and I heroically and reached down and said, "Grab my hand!" <laughs> he saved me. Or he pushed the push bar on the door. It's, it's so. It's the same thing. It's so Isn't that similar. The same it's totally the same thing. It is. It's, it is. Welcome, <laughs> Mr. Jeff, to the show. Sorry, I was working with some high school kids. Oh, that's right. I forgot you do that. 
Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesdays are going to have to change. It just gets in the way. Of <laughs> we, oh, that's it. We're moving Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday is a pain in the butt. I think Wednesday should now we, come after Thursday. Okay. So <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I thought you guys see what were you doing without me? We were probably moving floundering. Yes, exactly. Like the fish on the table. Fish we on the table. Probably moving ahead. Rather stealthily. We did. Um, we uh, I was telling them about going to a press kit earlier and, and setting up the robot and <clears throat> the principal playing with it and that type of thing. And, telepresence. Uh, telepresence. Telepresence. Big deal. <laughs> I mean, it's a big, big deal. Big deal? <laughs> big deal. <laughs> Okay, well, it was a big deal. I get my my facial inflections don't work over the radio. Big deal. It was a big, big deal. deal. Get out of here. BFD, get out the door. We just sat down. You got to go. Isn't there a student? Yes, is there exactly. a uh, yeah. an ill student? There is an ill student. That, see, I, that's one of my biggest things. I I feel like that's the biggest deal with telepresence is that if you can in, make a student feel included, yeah, then that gives that student you know because that student's already going through, especially an ill student or a, a physically handicapped student, right. Who cannot be in the classroom? It, you know the depression level and the non-inclusion that's mm-hmm. that's there. You know, using a robot also makes you feel kind of like you're really special. Like you know, I'm the robot kid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you know, you get to have that little extra level of confidence boost to who you are. Yeah. And so that's just a really cool thing to me. Well, there's one of the things that the I took the I was, I was telling everybody I, I took the robot up there on Monday and was walking through the the setup and the use and that kind of stuff with the principal and she said that the student is finally to the point where she can uh, she can do the the classwork but her con, but the principal's concern was the social interaction side mm-hmm. she said you know you can get all the classwork you want but if you're you know sitting home and especially for as long as she's been out um, she really wanted to get that student to be able to interact with her fellow classmates and peers yeah that's right so that's cool yeah I, I i was telling everybody that uh today they were supposed to have kind of a dry run have the student connect in and, and have them kind of hang out at lunch so i'll have to get with the principal and find out how that went tomorrow they're going to go for the pool the pool the wet run the wet run <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you go to fulton <laughs> yikes <laughs> No, I know it's so. I can't remember if we've talked about what you're doing with students on here or not. So, well, what are you doing with students? We're just working on uh, the Bobcat Studios, which is um, a great little program, and we've been trying to get it off the ground now for several years. The hard part is, is that a lot of schools, some things that they get cut out are things like audiovisual and things like that, mm. because you know they it, the cost of audiovisual is much cheaper. But the technical level is much greater. Right, exactly. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that you yeah. I mean, there's sure. And it's it's easier. It really is. Oh, it's and gotten much easier. What's actually happened with this program that I'm working with is is that we're using iPads, MacBook Airs, and iMacs to do all of the editing and the video recording. Right. Um, they're using iPad Air 2s, which have an 8-megapixel camera. They're shooting 30 frames of HD. Yeah. Um, and the kids have really... Blown today, they just they just blew us away. Uh, we have a green screen in the room. One wall is painted green. Um, they went and went ahead and took some green butcher paper, you know, the paper used for bulletin boards, and they yeah. they extended it on out another eight feet onto the floor, and um, they modified some files that they they took some pictures of the sets that they wanted, and then modified it themselves in motion. Oh, nice. 
and made their own desk. They covered some tables in green paper and they made their own desks, uh, their own news site. Cool. So, wow. And they recorded some test video and stuff on it and they, they emailed me. I missed Monday and, uh, and then I emailed, so we can't wait to show you what we did. And um, we showed him was uh, one of the guys from KTSS is working with me, who's a real, you know, he does this right, exactly. for a living. Sure. And he showed him some a little bit better lighting, uh, but other other it looked great. But then he showed him how to get rid of some shadows and right. some stuff with some lighting. And yeah. They the reshot with... some stuff for just a few minutes ago. Right. And they were like, yeah, I mean, it looks pretty real. That's cool. I mean, so they've learned pretty quickly that, yeah, we can make any set we want to. So they're working on a late night with the Hope Bobcats is what they're working on. And so now they were like, well, we got our set finished. We don't have to worry about that anymore. So now we can do this. And um, on Monday, uh, the guy from uh, KTSS, Matt Massanelli, I'll just say who it is, Matt, he showed them them how to take – to do some really cool stuff with Premiere. Oh yeah, and um, he showed them how to take day shots and make them look like night, and you know, do some stuff with some uh, uh, time lapse and things like that. So um, they did a really neat thing, and they figured out in motion um, while we were there. They took they had this great uh, day shot of kids changing class in front of Hope High School mm-hmm. with the sky, and so they'd taken the iPad out and they went out every between every period and shot you know five minutes of video each time. And so you got it's really neat stuff. So the clouds would change. You'd see yeah. uh, the sky was pretty blue, and they did this, uh, you know, a few weeks ago before the rain. Well, they took all that, made it look like night, put a fake moon coming in over the top, they showed yeah. over the top, and put it on a, like a six-minute loop. And so now they have a set, and the background is a window, is like an open window, and you see the the sky is changing oh wow oh constantly yeah. in the background nice. so it's real it's time lapse but it's slow yeah right. so the moon comes up so you know about every six minutes it takes six minutes to go across the back where the chairs will be awesome. where the guests would sit in the couch or whatever things that's like that. cool so they're doing some pretty cool stuff that is some pretty and, cool um, stuff I, we gave them a, a challenge to work with motion and right. uh, they've taken the challenge and that stuff with the green screen blew my mind they mm. figured out yeah you can do all kinds of stuff in motion yeah motion and is, they're motion, right motion is, amazing. <laughs> yeah, motion is an amazing program especially yeah. since it costs 30 bucks i yeah. mean wow. we try to do this with you know, like the, pretty much the the next competing uh product for this would be one from after effects yeah after effects from adobe. from adobe and that's a lot of money <laughs> that's what they use on television shows and stuff yeah. like that so well but here's what's really interesting after effects pretty much won't run well on a Mac hmm. because After Effects likes NVIDIA graphics cards. Hmm. Okay. And a lot of the Macs now, unless you're building a custom, custom Mac, right? Um, you're getting a... Uh, Either an Intel integrated chip or an ATI chip. An ATI chip. On, yeah. So, you, it, it, not that it runs bad, but you're not going to do any 3D you know, work or anything like that. But but what's interesting is, is that, yeah, you have this, and I'm not knocking Adobe, and Adobe stuff's expensive. Yeah. I mean, the cloud, everybody's, well, now it's in the cloud, you're only paying this much a month. Well, yeah, but to get all the true features, you're paying 100 bucks a month forever. Right. So $1,200 a year, that's expensive software. Right. You know, to do the stuff that you want to do. And the interesting part about Motion is that um, it's it's 50 bucks. I mean, it's fifty dollars, and mm-hmm. it does everything After Effects does, and in my opinion, about seventy-five things more. And it's it's by Apple, so guess what? It runs like on their machines. It runs like a crazed fool. It runs like you know, bananas going through a, an owl. 
that such thing. But <laughs> but the kids are also shocked us too because if you've seen the, some of the new graphics that people show, they'll show like a city scene and then it'll show the title of the city sitting, you know, like in steel. In oh the yes, city. yes. They figured that out. So they've got one where one of the students brought up his drone and shot some pictures like out over the top, up about, I'd say, 200 feet maybe. Mm -hmm. So they got the high school and sitting out in the middle of the football field that says Hope High School. That's great. In like a chrome, you know, uh, crimson color. It, right, exactly. It's pretty sharp. When they, they got the shadows right where the sun was, the shadows awesome. running across. That's it. cool. It's pretty neat stuff. I mean, they're learning. And, and what's interesting is, is that most of those kids kind of came in like, oh, but now they're like, oh, yeah. And it, the interesting part they love is they love using the iPads because they shoot their video, they take their pictures, they instantly upload it to the Google Drive. Right. And then they delete it from the iPad. So right. they've got – because it's now sitting on Google Drive and right. can be pulled into sure. the editing bait machine at any time. And, and it's always on Google Drive. And right. since education has unlimited storage – Exactly. We need 500 terabytes for a virtual machine to run a firewall on our end. We've got it in the virtual. <laughs> That's an inside joke. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, Apple's. And there's the interesting part. The kids like Final Cut. They really do, and they like using it. Premiere. Premiere is the industry standard. It, it pretty much is. Uh, a lot of bigger companies now do use Final Cut. Yeah. I mean, but Final Cut lost some some ground whenever they made the big change over to Final Cut X because yeah. it, it changed the way editing was handled with their what do they call it, the magnetic timeline or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And people didn't like it at first. Um. And but although here lately it's it's sort of started to come back again where it's like okay you know what we, we kind of like after they've made the improvements the magnetic timeline's not so bad. So yeah that Final Cut uh, or excuse me uh Premier. yeah Final Cut yeah. yeah Final Cut did lose some. Uh, some ground there whenever they made the big change over to Final Cut X. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with uh, the work that they've done. So, yeah, that's what's going on. In this. And, and they're, awesome. they're all working on promos that have to deal with the school and the school system. Yeah. And then they're working on their late night show, which they would like to do one show before the end of school and then work on it in the summer. So, um, and I'm going to assume I know the answer, but I'm going to ask this question anyway. Uh the students that are working on, you know, on on Bobcat TV and the, and the things that are doing and the things are coming up with, is that being tied into anything else? Um, some of the kids are East students, but this is all after school work. So unfortunately, no. But like I said, a lot of a lot of schools don't have the manpower at the time. Oh, sure. To do those classes, like when you know, it's different when we were in school. You know, we rode our horses to school. And, <laughs> and uh, I did not ride a horse. To <laughs> but you know, we walked you up hill in the snow walk. both ways. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. But yeah, you know, we had journalism teachers, and we didn't have video. You know, we really didn't. I did. We didn't. Oh have no, video. I we didn't have video. Now we no. had dark room and we had film cameras, and you know we all learned about yeah. that, you know, ad nauseum and learned, learned to take pictures. Uh, we didn't even have that at a couple of the schools I went to. Oh. I went to a lot of schools. Yeah, <laughs> we moved around a lot. So yeah, well, you know, and and that's it. That's expensive. But, Chemicals back yeah, in the yeah. days. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. In yeah. the eighties, buying oh, yeah. chemical and film that was yeah. real expensive. Well, um, I, I was just asking because you know my thinking is. Um, and and I don't know I, I don't know the the personnel at you know at the district who who might remotely even be interested but I think it'd be very cool if 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 there were a couple of teachers um, you know if there was maybe a language arts teacher and uh, heck for that matter you know a, a math teacher 
possibly science, you know, depending on which subject, I'm not sure how which subject would fit into this, but, you know, help, help them have those teachers kind of guide the students in terms of uh, curriculum related projects or, you know, for example, have the students write out what they're doing. Right. Right. You know, and heck, for that matter, once the students write it out, then at that point, you know, they've essentially created a white paper on how this works or how right, they yeah. did it. And now, why not have them turn around? Now the students could publish that. And, hey, exactly, by the yeah. way, we wrote this paper on how this works. Well, you know, right. exactly. That you know. has been, and it's funny we're getting into this discussion, but it's, it's the same thing that's happening right here. Um, we're good at creating content on the fly, especially yeah. when it's just vo- it's, it's oral, vocal con- content. We're creating it on the fly. Sure. Yeah, because, I mean, we kind of deviated from our, our notes. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, the, the, the whole problem with school websites and with uh, digital media in education is content. And it's interesting, um, Greg's doing a lot of documentation because, you know, Greg's, right. Greg's going on to another gig. And mm-hmm. so he's making sure that we're fully documented down to the nth degree so that we know, you know, okay, yeah, plug that in. You know, that right, one yeah. of those things. Right. But Greg is 0.06% of the population. You know, you're a writer. Yeah. You free write. You write a lot. Um I don't write as much as I used to. I read a lot more than I than I do that. And and I think that that's the problem that we can't get the kids to understand because they have so many other venues to express themselves. Yeah. And to them, five misspelled words in a text with a Snapchat is saying a lot. And if you if if you're out there listening and you guys have probably seen it, you can be anywhere and you can look around a restaurant or a movie theater and watch girls especially suddenly take their phone and make the make a face and shoot a selfie and they'll do it about every 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's this it's the it's the new way of expressing themselves just like Instagram. I mean, Instagram and Snapchat, they don't use Facebook anymore cuz right. they're using Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. Twitter, 140 characters, but I can now put gifts in there. See, even Twitter had to go, well, we we got to we got to get them. We got to get these kids in here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's human beings, period. Every one of us could agree that I will fly past tweets that aren't, they don't have a picture with them. Hmm. They're going to catch your face, catch your face, catch your eye. Catch your face. <laughs> catch your eye quicker <laughs> if they have a picture of them. But yeah, I, I think that that's the that kicker tweet. is that I, I think what we've lost is that ability to, we have to start training our kids to be creators of content. And, and it's interesting, I've been working on some stuff trying to get myself into a habit. And one of those is is stacking habits. And uh, so I'll go ahead and throw that out there because I think it's a really great idea. And you stack a new habit with an existing habit so that if I get up, I get up, I drink some water. And then I write down the most important things, my MIT for the day when I drink my water right there on a post-it note in the bathroom after I drink a glass of water. And then I brush my teeth, and then I read 500 words. So stacking habits can help you get to a point where, okay, this is a habit that I do every day. Because everybody has a morning ritual that you do. So stack a habit onto one of those other habits that you do during that morning ritual, Uh, and you'll find yourself. But the other kicker is is that what I've also tried to start doing is, okay, I'm going to go to bed an hour early so I can get up an hour early. Right. Or if you're if you're not a morning person like one of us in this room is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
don't get up an hour early, but work an hour later and for yourself, you know, exactly. either way, whichever one works better for you. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, that's, yeah, if you're, it's really funny. I think, you know, when I was much younger, my go time was 1am to 4am. Yeah. I was focused and I was sharp and I was go time. Um, now, mm, <laughs> I go time. but you know, interesting enough, if I go to bed at 10, um, I, it happened this morning at 4am, I was wide awake. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm awake. Let's start doing stuff. And I actually got so much stuff personally that I wanted to get done. Hmm. That was a big deal. And I, I, there's something else that I've been doing and I'm trying to do more is, uh, and it'll sound, it'll sound hokey and I don't mean it to sound hokey, but meditation is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And I meditate and I visualize the things that I have to do for the rest of the day. I know that sounds crazy, no, but when I write my MIT, so most important things mm-hmm. for every day, then I'll take 10 minutes and I use a, uh, I use a, an app called, uh, uh, Cat Buzz? I'll have to look it up here in a second. Cat Buzz. And a uh, Cat Buzz. And, uh, cat Buzz. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Yeah. Cat Buzz. <laughs> but then I visualize the things that I have to do, and I kind of run through them in my mind just to go, okay, you need to go through this stuff to get my yeah. get my psyche ready for the day. Right. Like, I know people that are, you know, powerful, important, you know, happening people that meditate like 15 minutes, four or five times a day, mm-hmm. just to get into a zone and calm down, get yourself recentered, exactly. and work back through it. I think it's a big deal that, that we have to do for our kids, not necessarily meditation, but I think their lives are this constant stream of, of information. Reac- reaction instead, yeah. of, instead of being and, proactive. And, and unfortunately, yeah. 80 to 90% of the information is just useless. Yeah. Who cares if Conway has a new pair of jeans? <laughs> Conway. Twitty, Kanye, Con, Con, <laughs> but you know it's it's true. I mean, Cap Buzz, Conway, Twitty, the content we're taking in. Unless that's your industry. If you're an entertainment writer, then that's your industry. You know, sure. Yeah. But most of these kids, they're not realizing the industries that are out there. I think part of this comes down to the fact that we've, it, you know, when when would this is all self directed, right? It's like okay, I'm going yeah. to sit down and make my plan for what I'm going to do for the day because of what's important to me and what you know what I want to accomplish. Well. Most kids in public schools don't get that because the schedule is already laid out for them. It's like, okay, from here to there, you're going to be in this classroom. From here to there, you're going to be right. in this classroom. From here to there, it's like there is no time to actually right. choose what you're well, doing yourself. Uh, which brings but, me back to last week's topic. But, we were talking about an open schedule. Hmm. Well, yes, but by the same token, you know, you talk about successful people visualizing what they're going to be doing through the day, and then and then during the day, you know, coming back and, and visiting sure. that mm-hmm. – you know, the visualization and or possibly recapping, okay, well, I, I didn't do that, so I need to do this or, you know, right. okay, yes, I accomplished X, Y, and Z, so now I'm ready to do, you know, D, E, and F or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so taking those people based on what we were just talking about, you know, we don't get to determine what we're doing every hour of every day either. Yet we can still take advantage of visualizing what we've got to do, right? You know, I know uh, today's a, a good example. Um, for me, I, when I, you know, when I got up and I don't visualize every morning and I probably should make it a habit, but that was one of the things that I did. I laid out, okay, okay today, uh, let's see, I've got to videotape a classroom, uh, in, you know, first thing. And then um, let's see, oh yeah, I've got to go to the uh, school district uh, to take care of you know this problem that they're having, and I have the radio show. So those are my big three. Right. In between there, I also know, hey, I've got to you know 
hopefully get to the office at some point or maybe that is my day maybe you know from 10 to 12 i know i've got a meeting that's right. already scheduled so right. i can say okay well let me visualize what do i need to accomplish before the meeting what can i accomplish right after the meeting so i think and i think students could do the same thing perhaps their whole day schedule is one big hunky block mm -hmm. all right and mm -hmm. so they have this chunk of time Eight to three thirty. There's nothing. You know, you're in school, and and there's you know maybe you can visualize what you're going to be, what's required of you in each of those classes, or what right. you think you're going to happen in each of those classes, or whatever. But may, maybe you can't. Uh, you know what? I'm designated that period of time. That's what it is. Right. But then you have the time before that, and you have the time after that that students could visualize. You know, whatever it is they've right. got to do. Things like, you know, oh, I've got to do this homework and I've got to do my homework from X time to, uh, you know, another time. That's, that's to me, that's one of the things that, and, and I don't know, I'm sure it's different for different folks, different families around, but um, when I was a student you know, in, and we were going to school, I had a set time I had to do homework. Hmm. Uh, you know, we came home from school and we could go play for a little while, but then there was supper and homework. And if you had time after homework, you could go out and play again. Otherwise, it was time for whatever, getting ready for bed or doing whatever. But, right. but it was always that. And in my case, it wasn't a set time on the clock, but it was definitely a set time right. of events. Right. It was always when supper was done, table was cleaned, homework was done. Right. Yeah, I think you that's, a, that's interesting. We're, we're talking about lists. I make a lot of lists. Greg makes lists. We all oh, make goodness, lists. Yes. But you know, there's. Um, I, I'm I, on a lot of lists. I wanted, to, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to clarify. And you, know, if you think about some of the most important apps and things and and, and software websites that are out there, are list making. Sure. Know, they're they're scheduling. But I wanted to clarify that you know I make a list and then I do MITs. Yeah. Because you can make a list and then you go through that list and go, okay, now. Realistically, right. what am I actually these are the important things that I need to circle and sure. get done today. And these are the things that I will try to squeeze in right. inside that other stuff. Right. But you know, there's a lot of great apps out there to do it. And and there's the thing, if you can kick, if you can make yourself do it. I the other thing that's really crazy is that's really big right now is self-affirmation. Which is funny. I think it's Stuart Pauly yes, yeah. from Saturday Night. You're good enough. But that's really and you're smart enough. Did you know that? Doggone it, people <laughs> like you. That's actually a, that's I did not know this, but um, that was interesting. That's that was interesting. Hmm. What has gone on? That's actually a big deal among Zuckerberg. Does it? A bunch of these guys do self affirmation to themselves, you know, in their private moments right. every day, just to you know, if anybody can lie to yourself, well. <laughs> it's you. I mean, I don't know if I would agree. I mean, well, I, I, I've actually read. And it's maybe not a line to yourself. Well, no, I, it's yeah, like you, you know, know, right? Exactly. Ultimately, when it comes down to self-esteem, the, the, the self is an important part of that. Yeah, exactly. Nobody else, you know, nobody else can give you self-esteem. Only <laughs> you can give yourself self-esteem. Yeah. But yeah, the whole self-affirmation thing. Um, I've actually read stuff about that works great for some people, and for other people, it works the exact opposite way. The more they tell themselves, "Okay, I can do this. I'm great," you know, the more they go, "No, this is this is ridiculous. This is stupid." You see, is... I've never done it, and I wonder if that would be me. You know, I'm pretty self-deprecating. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a lot self-deprecating. Yeah. And I wonder what it would do to. It's funny mentally. I can tell myself, "Wait a second. I can rationalize the fact that right. Okay, you know, yeah, you can do this. Right, stuff. exactly, yeah. But you're right. Sometimes it makes you wonder if it would just be, you know, throwing more gas yeah, on the fire. So, sometimes it feels like, you know, like, like you know, 
Barbies come in like, oh, you know, you're great, you're awesome, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, it, it, whenever it's not, whenever it's not based on anything, you're just yeah. telling us, I, when you're just telling yourself, I am awesome. Well, why? Right. You know, when you aren't following that path of like, okay, what, what, what's the actual reasoning here? It falls flat. Well, then you become that, you become those people on American Idol that just don't understand why no one thinks they can sing as well as they can. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, or a certain presidential so all, candidate. All of that to say, a biggest problem I see, and, and this is, and to me, this is an underlying problem with one of the major underlying problems with educational technology is content. And, and I mean, I think that's it. I think that too many people think that when we say we're in, we're infusing technology into school, that it's going to make kids better writers. It's going to make kids turn out better papers, and that's. That's no different than writing it by hand in a pencil, yep. or scribbling it on the sand exactly. on the beach, or you know chiseling it on a wall in a cave in France with a torch, you know whatever <laughs> it is. That, that's where some of the first kids came. They were carving with a torch. Well, that's how they they were seeing with a torch. Oh, oh, Car- carving with a torch. Like, Hello, torch. Let us carve. Carving turkey with a torch. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I mean, I think that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. So. Um, uh, well, um, I... So, yeah, that's the, it really all comes down to, you know, what, how are you implementing it? You sure. Know, are you implementing it? The, the technology, as we've said a zillion times before, it's not a magic bullet, and it's not something that you can just throw into the mix and expect everything to, like, magically become better. Right. It's, it, it, and it, it's really difficult to actually... I think part of the problem is the people that often push for integrating technology are not the people that are actually going to be integrating it. So like, well, well, that's kind of like the people who make the rules about education exactly. aren't the ones aren't the actually educators. the exactly. educators. <laughs> Doing the education. Huh. So, yeah, so often there's this disconnect where it's like, okay, something, a tool is provided. Well, nobody asked for the tool. Yeah. Nobody knows how to use the tool. There's no vision for how to implement the tool. It's like, okay, great, the tool's there, but that's you, you got to take it farther than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how most workshops play out too. Is that you bring in a, you bring in a specialized presenter that's just magnanimous. You know what I'm looking for? Magnanimous. Mag- magnetic. Magnanimous. Has a magnetic, magnetic. personality. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. They come in and everybody in the workshop is like, go, yes, go, 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 and they go back. And they institute this thing, right? Exactly. And then and it never goes anywhere. Yeah, they it's never just resell. not the same. It just never even happens. It doesn't even sparkle a little bit. Right? Yeah, just, exactly. Oh, we so got it done. It's and, and I think that happens a lot. Is mm. that you? And, and that's the sad part about education. I don't. I don't want to say that those people are preying on education. They're not because most of those people believe in what they're doing. Right. And it's kind of like the revival sense of it. Well, you know, I'm. It, I'm just going to try to get. I'm hitting 300, but if I get three. It's a win for me, you know. Right. If I can get three right. on board, this they'll they'll sell to three more, and they'll sell to three more. Pretty much, I got a pyramid scheme going. So, <laughs> but I think that. That's, but the kicker is, though, uh, that's the fallacy of it all. Right. Exactly. Right. Somewhere, somewhere. It's not in somewhere in the history of presentations and vendor dog and pony shows. That's exactly the mentality that has has come about. I'm going to present this, like you said, to 300, and I'm hoping three get it. Because if those three get it, then they'll share with three, and then those three will get it, and those three. And But that's not what happens. No, exactly. It dies you know, with the 90% three. of the time, it dies. Not only does it die 
you know, before it even reaches that second set of three. Right. But a lot of times, the first set of three, right. yeah, it dies with them because, you know, for whatever reason, you know, another tool comes along or they don't get buy-in. The, the buy-in. They don't, they, or sometimes it's, they don't get the training they think they need or even the training that they do need right. in order to kind of keep it going. Well, you know, and actually what it comes down to is content. Mm. That's that. That is a huge part of it. It's, it's just wait, wait. They gave me content first. I used all of it. Now I don't know how to create new content mm -hmm. for X Y Z well, or X Y Z. you know, and that actually spurs a whole a whole other conversation. And and the that is. Sorry, I'm my brain went off in six different directions. <laughs> most educators, most educators are not content creators. No. No. They never wanted to be. They never cared to be. Right. You know, they're, they're just, they're not content creators. They're, they're they love to take the content and they will, exactly, deliver. and they'll love to deliver that yeah. content. Yeah. They're not going to create the content. They don't understand how. Right. They don't, you know, they don't want to know how. Right. Yeah. That's not where they see themselves. Right. And I think that's where a lot of the tools fall short. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these, especially these creation tools, you know, oh, look at all this content we're giving you that we created with this. Now it's your turn. Now you can take this and create something. Right. Um, no, I don't know what yes. I want to yeah. create. What and, am and I the doing? Part is I, you know. They can't even take what was created and then modify it to fit mm -hmm. into their, you know, puzzle piece. Right. It, it's and that's not, to me, that's not a shortcoming uh, no. on those individuals at it's all. It's different personality. It's, right. It's, you know, it's, it's what, different it's their strengths. personality. It's the different things well, that they like to do. we're not it's, training them right. to do that. And we're not training them to right. do that. Universities are not training teachers to be content makers. No. Right. And no. it's funny, and it's funny, they think they are. Right, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they want to believe they are. And and the administrators and the, the lead educators in this country think that, oh, that's what we're doing. And we're going to put in Makey Labs. They can't even make content here. Mm -hmm. So when the kids make content, those teachers are in, in, a, in a whole new world of terror. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, you just did this. I have to figure out how to take what you're good at making and tie it into these standards. Right. Oh, you know, that's even worse than just us letting go. Listen, the kids are going to still in the class. You just got to make content. I'd rather do that than have to then make right, something exactly. and then me try to tie it to standards. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. I mean, but you know, think about it. Of all the cool stuff out there that's working even great, teach like a pirate. You know why yeah. Soccer Pirate's working? Because he has content, mm -hmm. content, content. I mean, his free content is enough to probably do lessons for three months. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, even when you start buying his book and getting into the stuff, there's just so much content. And that has nothing to do with the web. Right. Or apps. I mean, right. he incorporates technology in some of the activities. Sure, but, but all of this is just pure content. Yeah. Right. That, that's a really interesting piece. And, and, I, and I think that that's part of our country's the way that we look at things in this country is really interesting. I saw a picture, and I'm going gonna to diverge, diverge a little bit here. Go with me. I saw an interesting picture from uh, Nancy Reagan's funeral, and it was Hillary Clinton hugging George Bush. And they had this look on their face like, you know, hey, it's good to see you. You know, yeah. I mean, now immediately in this country, the Republicans went, <laughs> and the Democrats went, <laughs> <laughs> She's hugging the enemy. He's right, the enemy. Yeah, but the yeah. interesting part is, it's it's like um, I forget Marley, I forget the lady, the Matlin lady and the Carvel 
Remember the two Democratic and Republican presidential people that ran the, the whole Democrat? There's a movie made about them, and one was a Republican and one was a Democrat, and they they were the ones that were the the uh, the election. Uh, they ran the the uh, the candidates, you know, election runs, and they married each other. And they were both, you know, even oh, right. on TV, right. in debates, there's, but they married each other. What I'm getting Opposites at attract. is that in this, yeah. Yeah, in this country, it's really interesting the way that we perceive things. Oh, sure. And we forget that the whole thing is actually a basis of – you can look at that political machine of George Bush and Hillary Clinton and go, they will go to war over certain ideals. But at the basis of everything, they're human. Yeah. And they understand that we're the same here. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to get at is that that's how you create content. You know, the understanding of, okay, that deep understanding. Well, the problems we're having now at the presidential election is people buy into a picture. Yeah. They buy into a 15 word soundbite mm-hmm. with a video, a, a GIF. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, 140 characters in an animated, you so know. You, it's, so it's interesting that that's enough to cause violence. Mm hmm. Wow. Has it always been that way? Well, here's it's even greater. Since we didn't live during that time, yes. Think about the fact that across this country, they would get the paper, and there would be an editorial cartoon. And that editorial cartoon would be enough to cause the same reaction. Oh, sure. Sure. But it was one editorial cartoon. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting. That that 140 characters, that picture, Snapchat, has always been here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just used to the, sit in and draw it. And, right, yeah, right, yeah, you know. It was a big-headed Teddy Roosevelt with a stick riding a, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> well, if, if, you, if you take it to the extreme, you know, today we have memes that you can go to, you know, nine billion different websites and generate your own I'm memes. I'm right now. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You know, political cartoons in the old days were essentially right, exactly, their own yeah. memes. I mean, right, you know, yeah. here it was. Here was this cartoon, and it had, you know, you know, a caption that you either found absolutely hilarious or right. completely offensive, depending on where you were right. in the or scheme both. of, or both. That's right. <laughs> if you're particularly open minded. And you know, but it, so it's the same thing now. The, the difference is now you have millions of people creating similar things rather than you have these, you know, select few people who were doing it before. You know, it's funny in, in this local town, we have a, we have a website that's a local website that is a loosely used news website. Yeah. Air quotes. But you know, someone said the other day, well, I read it on the news site. I was like, no, you read it on TMZ. Right. Yes. We got cleavage of so and so leaving the. You know, right. I mean, it's right. really, and, and that's what we've come to in this in this day and age. And the kids see that and they know that. I mean, right. Some of these kids have more Snapchat followers than you know we'll ever know of because right. they're posting. You know, the biggest thing I notice about Periscope that just really lets me down about Periscope is what kids like to do on there is they like to get online and then prank call people. <laughs> And they're they're live periscoping them prank calling people. Oh, that's that's real big. It's huge. Wow, I guess I missed that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, and what's funny is they don't and it, they get busted all the time because they don't remember digital natives. They are not. Yeah, when we grew up, we could pick up the phone and dial a number. Right. And we can say, "Hey, is your refrigerator running?" Well, yeah, you better catch it. I mean, yeah, what can you do? do you have? Do you have? What is it in a can? Uh, Prince uh, Albert. Prince Albert in a can. Oh, you better let him out. 
they would never know who called them. And I remember when when caller ID came out, you know, so oh well, we can't do that. They might have <laughs> caller ID. Well, that's okay. Star sixty nine. You know, right, right. Right. but now you can't do that. Yeah, you can't get away with it. I mean, you're caught. But these kids, that's the funny part of watching these periscopes. Is they they get caught, yeah. but they want to get caught because then that video later on YouTube garnishes thirty thousand viewers, and they think that I'm a publishing. I'm a, I'm a mogul. I'm 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 my own person. Yeah. But I, all that to say, content back to the teachers. It I don't think they have the heart to understand why they need to create, to create the content. You know, when you uh, find a great beyond teacher, that, I don't think they have the time. Oh, that's true too. Mm-hmm. But you know, but there's another thing, and I, I'm I'm going to go with the old thing that that people say. Well, when you say you don't have time, bull. It's 24 hours in a day. There's 24 hours in a day. How you spend your time and what you feel, and we're back to where's your heart at, and you know how you spend your time is how you spend your time. So if if you're going to complain about I can't do this because I don't have enough time, well that means that it's not actually number one on your list. That there's something well, else no, taking your because time. creating the lesson plans and grading the tests right, exactly. and figuring out uh, you know interpreting the data in order to figure out which of your students are behind in particular literacy level or a, or right. a math level. And so yeah, I, I will argue that. In many cases, I can't say many. I know in at least one specific case, <laughs> i.e., the woman I live with. Um, but she know, does it. She yes, she does it. But does she have time to then turn around and create content? No, no, no she no. does not. <laughs> That's true. So when she says I don't have time, she ain't got time. <laughs> so, but, but interesting enough, then why is that not at the forefront of all discussions? Right. Because it require, I think it require because it would require a sea change in how we do business. You're right. That's true. It, it would require the top level making decisions to admit they were wrong and to actually give teachers in order. You'd actually have to make time in the day because we've already filled right. it with right. everything that right. are quote right. unquote required. Yeah, and money's not going to fix that. Money, no, money not directly at the very yeah, least. Money's not going to really in a teacher's life. Money's not going to buy no, them more. No, more. but money, yeah, yeah money yeah, can't I'm buy sure they, I'm sure they wouldn't, you know, reject it if you offer yeah. it. <laughs> well, I'm not no, saying but, we don't, they're not underpaid. Exactly. Right, yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. But you know that is true because I mean, money can help pick up the kids, or money can make sure that the kids have a nanny, or money can make sure that the kids are taking, you know, because. Uh, uh, they have families too. Right. Beyond that, right. how about how about money buying a, uh, a some more people so that you can actually have yeah. an individual who actually perform who likes to do the instruction portion and individuals right. who like to do the content creation. Portion. Well, and that's right. expect we always talk about and what we wanted in our department for a long time a technology curriculum person right. mm-hmm. that creates content. Right. Right. I mean, right. and, and it's true. I think that, and I, and I think we both know somebody that's going to start doing that. So. Creating content, if it was somebody's full-time job that loved creating content, mm-hmm. right, they could create content till the cows come home. Right. You know, I mean, it's very doable. The trick is right. getting that integrated into the actual business mechanism of actually uh, the day. Because otherwise, it otherwise, it'll be just one more thing added on. Mm-hmm. Right. So the one person that creates content creates content, but okay, it's not integrated cross-discipline. So right. it's like, okay, right. I've created a math lesson. Okay, well, we had math lessons already. We've right. had math lessons for years. Right. Okay, well, I created some history. Okay, well, we've had that forever. If it's not integrated into the whole way everybody does the business of educating to where it's like, okay, we're going to mix things up and we're going to do cross-disciplinary mm-hmm. you know, classes that are part of history and part science and part math and part this. And Okay, and here's we're going to create this content as 
a school, this is our textbook. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot to me, uh, you know, and, and I know this analogy is used a lot, but uh, to me, this it, this is really, it, it hits the nail on the head. We are in a 1942 bomber, right? <laughs> and we know that really what we want over here is this cool jet airliner. Um, the problem is we're not allowed to land in right, order exactly. to start building this. Right. Uh, we have to attempt to convert the big bomber that we're in into the jet liner that we know we want right. while it's in flight. You know, right. If we could stop for a year right. or six months or how long it would actually take and, and revamp everything in a district – Right. And for that six months, yep, sorry kids, you don't get to go to school. Yeah. You know, and and then once everything is laid out and we start over and say, okay, this is where we're going from this point forward. Yeah. Right. Pick up and let's roll. But you can't do that. But see, the, the problem that that ensues that entails though is this: then you get to the Gibson Guitar Shop in Memphis, Tennessee. There's two parts of the shop. There's the big shop where the factory line's just running, and they're making Gibson mm -hmm. guitars. And it's a Gibson guitar that they're going to sell for $349, and it's going to say Gibson on it, and it's cut out from a template. And they're going to make, oh my gosh, 500 of those a week. Right. They're going to run right through, and they're going to be every color. And then there's the Gibson Custom Shop, right, where six guys work. Yeah. And they turn out 50 guitars a year. Yeah. Now, they're phenomenal, and they're going to cost you three, dollars $4,000 a piece because right. they're handmade. See, then we run into the problem with, I hear where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but we make a factory mold, but that's everything that they don't want. Right, exactly. They don't want a factory mold anymore. Right. We don't want a factory mold. Right. And so we want you to do custom shop. Right. Well, we can't do custom shop with 30 kids in a classroom, and we right. can't do custom right. shop because at any moment in the custom shop, well, we were working on this guitar, and we thought we were going to be through with it Friday, um, but we chipped a little too much away, so we had to sand it back down, and we right, had to exactly. repaint it, and it took a little bit longer to get this one perfect. Right. And so now I've gotten off from the rest of the group. So right. we finished math, but you're still working on math, and mm -hmm. we've moved on to history. And right. so now the whole thing is flip-flop back again. And right. Well, to the I, ideally, though, you know, and ideally, <laughs> that's where this goes back to, again, what we talked about last week, the open-ended education model. And I really you know? think that that's – and I think Greg's right, too, is we're coming back to that it, it's it's staffing. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I really think that – the staffing is the key. Yeah. I mean, they try to do that, but it's funny where we've come to in this new millennium. It's 2016, and yet we still can't just go. I mean, the Asian countries, other educational entities around this world get it. Okay. Mm -hmm. We know at this point you are more adept to be in this class with 50 people, and you are more adept to, adept to being in class with eight people. Right. And you're going to go this track, and you're going to go this track. Now, yeah. we're going to test again. So, Because some of those 50 kids are going, well, no, now you're ready to be in a class. With right, exactly. Yeah. Right. We're, we're going to have to come to an understanding that that's the way it has to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying we're going to pigeonhole people into, you're, you're going to have to just Right, exactly. This. You're stuck being but, you know, such and such. But it, we've got to quit, you know, 
We're we're right now we're, we're getting general, no custom right, shop exactly. stuff. It's we're all right. Oh, no, it's all cookie cutter. It's been all cookie cutter for ever. I don't know, seventy five, eighty five, right. hundred and fifty two years. And or that, whatever, and you know, I mean, started. that's why the United States is now behind everyone else mm-hmm. is because we're we're cookie cuttering everything out and we're the, doing a poor job. And and yes. the areas where the United States excels are the ones that broke out of the mold and said, you know, this is insane. Right. I'm going to quit college and go start Facebook. Right. Right. So, yes. Exactly. The, the numbers you never. It's really funny. I, homeschooling is the one that's that's the sleeper. <laughs> and here's why it is. Um, homeschooling is homeschooling. They don't have a central office. Right. They don't have a PR firm. Right. There's no HR team working with the homeschoolers. <laughs> so you don't see stuff that says homeschooling kids taking the majority of scholarships. Homeschooling kids are the ones that get the best jobs. The, mm-hmm. the, the amount of kids going into these areas of science and literature and blah, blah, blah. Right. Are homeschooling kids. Because First of all, public education doesn't want you to know that, right? Because you know we need you to keep coming to school here. But homeschooling is homeschooling. I mean, yeah. homeschooling is made up of a mom and a dad and some kids, or a mom and some kids, or a dad and some kids, right? But that's it. There's no PR person. There's nobody running the numbers and throwing the data out and going, "Hey, listen to the homeschool." Now there is some stuff out there, you know, because it it can be gleaned from here oh, to sure. here. But overall. That's what's actually happening. We're, that's that's the breakout. That's the true breakout. And then private schools. Right. I mean, private schools. Yeah. Well, that school on the. I went to school and only had nine kids in my class, and we started kindergarten and we went all the way through twelfth grade with each other. Where are your friends? Well, one's at Harvard, one's a doctor, this one's a lawyer. And right. Yeah. I mean, part of that's beyond just. Part of that's just the logistics of people. Anytime you have more and more power centralized in an organization that gets larger and larger, the farther the decision makers get away from the problem. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so you can't pivot, you can't make big changes in a, in a quick fashion. Sure. And education's gotten to the point where it's not just the school making decisions for the school, it's the government all the way to the top. Where right. Like, okay, we have an educational edict that shall be passed down through the da 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 And at that point, the school is, they're confined to a certain box. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I must test. I must pass tests. Therefore, right. my doesn't matter how I think I could run this school, I must meet this right. parameter. Right. And so that immediately confines you to a certain model. Right. You can tweak that model in all sorts of different ways. You can paint it all kinds of different colors. <laughs> right. You, but eventually it comes down to the fact that I have to turn out kids that are going to pass these tests so that we continue to get money, so that we continue to put kids through the system that pass the tests. Exactly. That's right. And it's... A really awful thing and it whenever it, that's really the problem with any organization that gets so big is you can't change because the momentum is just keeps carrying you forward and right. anytime any one individual says this is crazy I'm here at the ground level I'm I'm in the trenches there are bullets flying everywhere none of this makes any sense yeah. you want me to walk backwards wearing a giant target on my back it doesn't make sense <laughs> exactly yeah. but the people who are making decisions are so far abstracted from the problem that sure. And even the ones that do see it that are up near the top, they go, okay, this is crazy. Then they have to con- convince other people, okay, this is crazy. And by that point, you get into committees and it gets designed by committee. Right. And then all these people throw in all these different ideas and it turns into this giant amalgamated mess of, oh, these are all a whole bunch of good ideas individually, but not so much together. Yes. It's like it's yes. peanut butter and chocolate and steak. Uh, you know, that mm, just doesn't work. Right. So, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, and I don't, I don't know how that can be fixed aside from just like 
uh, like I said, I mean, to me, I, you'd have to have, you'd have to somehow you somehow education needs a, a reboot. reboot. Yes, but you know you can't reboot the computer and right exactly still kind of runs surf the, the web at the same time. Right, right. Exactly. you know, it just it, at some point something's going to have to come to a grinding halt in order for things to change. And really, I guess in a, in a weird sort of way, I, I guess maybe that's sort of where. Um, a homeschool to a, a certain degree, private school, charter schools, those type of things. I guess that's sort of where they kind of come in because that gives the opportunity for a group of individuals to come together and say, yeah, we're not going to do it this way anymore. We're going to step out and we're going to start our own thing over here. Right. You know, but the thing is, it either know, takes time, time, homeschooling uh, and a heck of a lot of dedication. Yeah. Well, yes. And, and giving up, you know, a whole parent's worth of income usually. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or it takes Lots more money in order to send them off to public mm-hmm. school. So, I mean, private school. So, you know, th- those are, yeah, that's great ideas for, yeah, you could, if you want something better, you could do it this way or this way if you've got time or you've got money. Right. Or both. That doesn't help, like, those of us who are stuck with, like, oh, well, I've got these bills to pay and I can't get out from under them and I have no time. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can, you, we need lots of people, lots of money, lots of time, but we only get to pick one and a half of those. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but well, I, I hate to start wrapping this up, but we're getting close to the old time for the. Uh, yep. We are, and I just wanted to give a, a shout out to Chad Brinkley, who's been uh, oh, listening. Just, is, he, is he been chatting? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, been, he's been chatting with us. I've, I've been running across the room. Uh, over to where maybe, we've got the we'll chat, chat on. We need to get Chad on the show really soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Chad, if you're listening, we're going to get you on here really soon. You've been drafted. Yeah, You've been drafted. You're, you're going to be the first guest of the new year, actually. <laughs> I don't think we have had a guest. We have year. not had so, a guest for quite first, a while. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we, need, we need guests. We actually will be changing that. We have a lot of, of uh, suggestions for guests that have been coming in. So, uh, I do want to throw out the Google tip trick of the week. Google here. trick of the week. Uh, it's this one. It's uh, There's a new piece that came out Tuesday. Uh, you can set expiration dates yep. for access to Google Drive. Uh, docs, sheets, and slides. Yep. Um, uh, I'll tweet that that link out here in, in, in just a second. Yeah, if you Drive, want to share docs, and sheets, and slides. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and that's one of the deals that you. And what it is is it, it eventually lets a share expire. Right. Because you and it's great for businesses because there might be sure. something out there you don't. But it's also great for hey, listen, gang, uh, this is due this day. Right. Yeah. And the last day you'll ever be able to get to it will be on this date. So as an educator, right. you can set an expiration date for that share, and right. that sucker is locked down. That right. to so, me, that is awesome. That is uh, that is a great idea. Yeah, I mean, and you don't have to think about it when you create it. In your lesson plan, and you create the share, or you create the actual document with the share, you can go ahead and put in, well, this is the day that I want it closed. Yeah. Boom, it's closed. Um, right. and, and that's great. Expirations are wonderful for that. Right. So uh, that's that's a new piece they just added. And it's cool, across man. the board for everything that they have. So uh, expiration dates. On shares. That's yep. pretty cool. Uh, sorry. The, the, the shortened Google address. <laughs> Sucks HDK. <laughs> yeah, is yes. that what it is? <laughs> yeah. the is that really the shortened one? <laughs> That's great. I feel That's terrible. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, I, I didn't anyway we'll, we'll tweet that out and uh, we'll post that to the site so that uh, you guys can check that out without an expiration. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Hey, listen, you're listening to Radio to EduTechGuys.com. I want to thank you for listening to us today. Catch us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. You can catch us on Twitter at twitter.com slash edutechguys. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash edutechguys. 
on uh, Google Plus. It's googleplus.com slash boo-boo slash yoga bear. We don't kidding. have it at Google Plus. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, listen, uh, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. I'm David Henderson. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed for those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the B Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Caffele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.